Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast. Fearless Mom is a shame-free, guilt-free, judgment-free community of moms who are doing our best to set our kids up for their best. We know you're busy, Mom, so we don't want to add to your already long to-do list. We just want to help you be intentional in what you're already doing. This season will help moms better understand themselves and their children as they embrace the responsibility of raising up children who become resilient, courageous, and hopeful adults. We'll talk about everything from the value of daily rhythms and routines to creating your own family boundaries with technology. And rest assured, we most definitely will laugh along the way. It is our theme verse after all, Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. Hey guys, this is Julie. Hope you're having a great week. Recently, with our Fearless Mom group in Austin, we celebrated our annual Christmas brunch, and we agreed together that we will do the work necessary to have a merry, simple Christmas. That's right. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and yes, I will say things get a little bit hectic, but we talked about a few things you can do to implement into your family's routine, again, based on your family's values and how you set your boundaries. You can too have a merry, simple Christmas. Take a listen, and again, at the end, leave a comment, share it with a friend. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Most of you guys know that I love Christmas. I love every single thing about Christmas. I love the sights, I love the smells, I love the tastes, I love the parties, I love the decorations. If you've ever heard me teach around Christmas, you've heard me say, I truly believe there's no such thing as too much or too soon when it comes to celebrating Christmas. I believe that the birth of Jesus is something to celebrate. And so yes, as moms, we tend to shoulder most of the burden for celebrating in our home, whether it is doing the majority of the Christmas shopping, the Christmas cooking, the Christmas planning, the Christmas decorating, whatever it is. And so what we wanna do together is to commit that we are going to use all of the stuff that we've learned this semester, everything about worry, about overwhelm, about mom guilt, everything about boundaries and values and responsibilities. And we're gonna take that information and then apply it to our our Christmas celebrating. And guys, I am committed, and I'm asking you to commit with me, that we are going together to have a merry, simple Christmas. A merry, simple Christmas. If my family were in here right now, they would be laughing so hard because that is the opposite of the way I typically think about Christmas. Christmas is anything but simple. I love over the top. I love anything. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, where is an unexpected place to decorate? Oh, that's right, the back of the toilet. I had that spot blank just for a moment. Yes, I truly, I decorate every, I want everyone to turn a corner and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she put nativity there. I love all of that. I I love, I want, I still picture, um, you know, my kids are adults now, but still the 
you know, Santa makes such a mess when he comes into our house. He turns over the grate and somehow he leaves um, footprints of ashes, even though we have a gas fireplace. He is, and I, he is a mess at our house. And it's like, I can't, there's nothing simple about the way that we do it, but I'm committed. I will enjoy this Christmas. I will be fully present this Christmas and we will have a merry, simple Christmas. Turn to your neighbor and tell her, merry, simple Christmas. That's right, that was a commitment. And now turn to your other neighbor, as Max says, obviously your second favorite, and say, have a merry, simple Christmas. Okay, let's pray together because for this to be true, we're going to have to ask for divine intervention. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for the gift of Christmas, the gift of Jesus, the gift that changed everything. And right now, we ask that you settle our hearts and minds and open our eyes and ears so we can see and hear what you want us to learn today so that we can have a merry, simple Christmas so that we can focus on the big things. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Amen. A merry, simple Christmas. I kind of giggle when I say it because I come from a long line of big Christmas celebrators and my mom's Christmas is anything but simple. My grandmother's Christmas was anything but simple, but it was always fun. And if I think back to what I remember about Christmas, it actually is the simple things. It's actually the very simple things. And so if you've been around here around Christmas before, you know that we call it actually the Shuggy candle. And the Shuggy candle is the Times Fraser fir candle. And that's the smell of Christmas to our family. And so it's a very simple thing. And now there are so many Fraser fir Times knockoffs. You can find that smell everywhere. And it doesn't matter what store I'm in. If I see a candle, I'm gonna lift off the lid and smell it. And I'm gonna smile if it smells like the shogi candle. Why? Because senses are such a huge part of Christmas. And it's very simple. And then I think about what we eat at Christmas. We eat the same breakfast casserole every single year. I make now the same breakfast casserole every single year here at the Fearless Mom Christmas brunch. We ate the same Christmas casserole and we may do it every single year because it's simple and it's easy, but it means Christmas to me. The story of Christmas is very simple. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a simple manger, in a stable. The story is simple, but somehow we managed to complicate things. But we're not gonna do it this year. We're gonna commit to having a merry, simple Christmas, a merry, simple Christmas. And I'm going to put a sign up. Actually, I will probably create one that looks Christmassy so I can count it as a decoration and to remind myself to have a merry, simple Christmas. When I talk about what we eat at Christmas, I grew up, my grandmother made these things called pecan sandies. Did anybody grow up eating those? And it's just a very simple cookie. It has very few ingredients and then it's dusted in powdered sugar. There's nothing complicated about it, but it makes me think of Christmas. And if I think about it long enough, my mouth starts watering because that means Christmas to me and I remember that taste. Emily, years ago, she was in elementary school, maybe she was in middle school and we were making these cookies and 
In a shocking turn of events, we both got distracted while we were making the cookies and the recipe changed a little bit. And we couldn't remember how much flour we had added, but we went ahead and made them anyway. And lo and behold, we had skipped a step and we had left out some flour, but they were delicious. So from then on, we called them accident cookies. And so when I think of accident cookies, I think of Christmas and my mouth starts watering. Our mouth starts watering when we start thinking of tastes that we love about Christmas. If you've ever heard the word savor, have you heard the word savor before? It's typically associated with food. We savor something. To savor a food means to enjoy it, but to intentionally enjoy it and to think about enjoying it while you're eating it. So if you're going to savor a food, you're going to eat it a little more slowly. You're gonna think about what it tastes like. Well, psychology has taken that term and has applied it to many other areas. It's not just about food. Yes, we savor food, and around Christmas, in our family, we savor a lot of food. Um, But savor also can be applied to things that are not about food. When you stop and savor. Savor simply means to pause and to linger on the thought of appreciation. So you can savor a moment, you can savor a gift, you can savor an experience, you can savor a flash, a memory, you can savor it simply by choosing. We talk about mindfulness a lot, about being fully aware of the present, about all of the senses, being fully aware. Well, savoring takes mindfulness to the next level. And so savoring says, I'm gonna be mindful about this moment, but I'm gonna be mindful to focus and linger on the positive thought. Isn't that so interesting? I'm gonna focus on the positive thought and I'm gonna let it linger. And research shows that if you choose to do this, particularly if you do it daily, I don't know where I read it, but it was twice daily. I'm like, I need some clear boundaries here, twice daily. I think I can add that to my to-do list. So if you savor something, it can be anything, twice daily, you can improve your mood, you can improve fulfillment. I believe it can help you have a merry, simple Christmas. If you say right now, okay, starting on December 1st, I'm going to stop, see, and savor something positive at least twice a day. This is something you can do as a family. And there are three ways to savor. You can savor something from the past. You can savor the present or you can savor the future. And I think that this one's super interesting. I think this is so much about Christmas because it was the anticipation. When you savor the future, you're anticipating. You're talking about what you're looking forward to. You're anticipating it. Maybe you're anticipating being with family. Maybe you're anticipating, you know, everybody waking up on Christmas morning and matching Christmas pajamas, whatever it is, but that is anticipating the future. You can savor the present by lingering, by noticing something, fully aware of the present and savoring it, focusing on the positive, of appreciating it intentionally, and you can savor the past. I thought that was so interesting. When I first read it, I thought it was all about the present, but we can savor a memory simply by choosing every day to say, okay, what is something we remember about Christmas? We're gonna focus in in December, and we're gonna have a merry simple Christmas by focusing all of our savoring in our history, in the memory 
on something about Christmas, a wonderful Christmas memory. What a great opportunity to do as a family. Okay, what are we savoring today? You can do it at the end of the day. You can do it at the beginning of the day. What are we savoring? What are we anticipating? Or what are we savoring right now? Maybe if you're doing a family activity together. Um, I don't know if you guys drive around and look at Christmas tree lights, but we used to do that. And obviously, we got a snack to do it. Um, And so preferably it's kettle corn right? There's nothing like kettle corn. And so, but you savor, you can literally savor when you're eating it. And then you talk together. It's being intentional about the positive things in your life. We do not ignore the negative. We do not ignore. And as Dr. Thurman said, when he spoke to us, when we talk about feelings, we do not describe feelings as positive or negative. Feelings just are, they are neutral. There are some that are more pleasurable. There are some that are more fun. Emily refers to them as unfun feelings. And so we're not ignoring those. But savoring says, I see those and I will give them time, but I'm gonna savor this positive thing right now. I'm gonna savor this moment this memory, this anticipation. And savoring can change the way you think about everything. I love the science on savoring. And I love that obviously it connects to food as well. But we can apply it to every single day of our lives and it helps us to live in the present. It helps us, even when you're savoring a memory, even when you're savoring something that you're anticipating, it will help you enjoy right now. I've mentioned to you that one of the things I'm working on is being fully present, being fully present with my kids because as mom, I am the party planner. And so I am the one who makes sure sure everybody has what they need and make sure everybody um, is opening the right gift on Christmas. Um, I don't, does anybody else get confused on Christmas? I always, we always have to swap something like, oh, sorry about that. Switch. Yeah, wrong ones. Um, But because of that, I have to work 10 times as hard to be fully present to enjoy the moment. And I think that's just part of motherhood. We are by nature, we are by design. Our job description is multitasking. You are always doing things, many things at once, particularly if you have more than one child. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just means you have to work twice as hard to savor, to be fully present and to enjoy the moment. And I wanna challenge you to savor, yes, the anticipation of Christmas, but to plan now to savor each event. We talked about values and how your values determine your boundaries and your boundaries um, are determined by what you feel your responsibilities are. And so we all embrace the responsibility to parent our children. We're embracing the responsibility as mom in our home to plan for Christmas, to decorate for Christmas, whatever it is. Yes, we embrace that responsibility. And we're going to now go, all right, together as a family, we're gonna have a merry, simple Christmas. What boundaries do you need to draw in your home this Christmas based on your family values? Because if you're gonna have a merry, simple Christmas, then you want that Christmas to be simple financially. 
You want it to be simple relationally. Some of you are snickering, like, wouldn't that be nice? Yes, you can draw family boundaries. You can look at your family values and say, our priorities here are this. We are going to spend time with nuclear family. We're gonna spend time with extended family. We're gonna have friends over, but we're gonna draw boundaries just like this. And so you are simple financially. You're simple relationally. You can be um, draw your boundaries so that you are simple physically. Think about the toll that it takes and think about the food that you're eating, mom. Um, I don't know about you, but I forget to eat meals sometimes. So I'm just snacking on whatever snacks are out. And in our house, that usually means sweets, you know, and that is not sustainable over a long period of time. So if you can be intentional, okay, um, physically, I'm going to take care of the big five. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to drink a lot of water. I'm going to get as much sleep as I possibly can at this stage in my life. I'm going to exercise, go for a walk. I'm going to laugh as often as possible, and I'm going to pray continually. You can draw boundaries so that you are simple physically. We're excited to welcome counselor, author, and speaker, Dr. Henry Cloud to the 2023 Fearless Mom Conference in Austin. Dr. Cloud wrote the best-selling book, Boundaries, as well as Boundaries for Marriage, Boundaries for Kids, Boundaries for Dating, and many others. His book has been life-changing for me, and I can't believe he's going to be with us in February. You can get more info and register at fearlessmom.com. Be sure to use the discount code PODCAST to save $10 on your registration. That's fearlessmom.com. I want to challenge you to be simple spiritually. We have that Advent um, calendar that we're going through at Lake Hills Church, being mindful and savoring the fact that Christmas is about Jesus and that your children will remember how they felt. They will remember how things smell. They will remember maybe the taste. I can tell you. And if you think back to Christmas's past, if you're going to go back and you're going to savor Christmas memories, I want you to think about it. How many of them are connected to what you were wearing, what your mom was wearing, or the gift you got. Most of my Christmas memories, and I'm guessing that many of you are the same, are who was there or what we ate. I don't know, that might say more about me. But it is the traditions that we had. Traditions, just having the same thing, simple, but over and over. The stuff that we fret about, odds are is not the stuff our kids will remember. They will remember that you sat with them. They will remember that, oh, that's right. We went to church around Christmas every year. We went to church on Christmas Eve together as a family. Guys, Lake Hills Church, you come in your Christmas jammies. You, we are, we are come as you are. And when we talk about the simple, make it simple. Don't put added pressures on yourself. Like what is expected? Go back to your family values. Thanksgiving, confession. 
So we had our fam bam Thanksgiving and that's our kids, our nuclear family. And um, so, and then Emily's uh, boyfriend, Jordan came. And so I came out Thanksgiving morning and obviously I had the casserole. Um, and uh, so I put it out again. I gave the disclaimer, have no idea what this will taste like this year, but you know, it's got the same basic ingredients of every year. And then I could tell they were you know, planning their date. And I said, just so y'all know, here's my Thanksgiving outfit. And it was pajamas. And I'm like, I'm keeping things as simple as possible. I want to be fully present. And for me to be fully present today, for me to have time to sit and do the puzzle with Sylvie, for me to have time to enjoy the pie that Emily made for me, I was like, "Mm, that's something I can eliminate, shower and finding something to wear from my to-do list. And I did that. And guess what? It actually was wonderful. The good thing is we don't have a professional photographer around our house on Thanksgiving. No no one will have a memory of it. They won't. Actually, my children, that's probably in every memory. I'm acting like that was an anomaly. But I'm just saying there are things we can remove. There are internal pressures. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. So are there decisions you can make and actions you can take to have a merry, simple Christmas based on your family's values? Maybe it's travel. Maybe travel is, you know what, family is high up on your list and you're saying, we, we, it is worth it to us. We used to drive 12 hours Christmas day, really 13 to 14 when our kids were younger, every Christmas day. And instead of a turkey dinner, we'd stop at a gas station and have a jerky dinner. And that was all my kids ever knew, but it was so fun for them because we were headed to see grandparents and it was such a part of their lives. And so that was part of our, it fit in our family, it fit with our values, it fit in our schedule. It was simple. We did it every year. As they got older, it got to be a little more complicated. We didn't do it as much and that's okay. That was our values at that time. Maybe you're in a season where you're like, the thought of getting in a car with my child right now will rob everyone of Christmas joy. There is no such thing and that's okay. You say, here are our values. These are the decisions we're making right now. You do not have to make a commitment. These, this is how we are going to celebrate Christmas for the rest of our lives. No, this is what we're doing right now. I'll tell you another thing that we do to make our, our Christmas as simple as possible. I have Santa's email address and I'm happy to give it out to you. And for the past, I don't know how many years, we email Santa and we say, is there any way you could stop by our house on December 22nd or December 23rd? Because, you know, Mac works Christmas Eve. And so we wanted him to enjoy Christmas morning. And we wanted, I wanted him to be part of setting things out and all of that. And so we emailed Santa, Mac and I would talk about it. We would look at the Christmas services and go, okay, when do you have one under your belt? Okay, great. And then we can ask Santa if he can come on the 22nd and we wouldn't tell the children. And so then we would wake them up and go, oh my gosh, guys, Santa came early. Guess who came? And so then, and Santa often came to our house. Why? Because that worked for our schedule. We didn't have to try to cram it in just because the calendar said and the rest of the world is celebrating. No, well, I'm in charge. I have his email address. Guess who else? I have the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. So you holler at me and I'm happy to share his email address, but I get to decide. And if we are gonna have a merry, simple Christmas, I get to draw those boundaries in our home. Mac and I work together to draw those boundaries. And you can do that. Kids do not remember what day. Our children are now 28 28, 28, let's see, 20, 
6 and 25. And get, no, she'll be 25 next week. But guess what? Max still goes in there. Guys, guess who came last night? Acts like it's a surprise. They all know because obviously that's the only time they spend the night at our house. It's very obvious that we still act like. And there are ways to do and why it's it's a merry simple Christmas. Why do they laugh about it? Because it's the same every year. And there have been changes, and our children adjust with changes. I told y'all I changed the Christmas decorations in our house. I let the kids know a year in advance. So uh, on Christmas, um, I think it was like Christmas 2019, I said, everyone look at the mantle. It's going to be different. Or uh, maybe it was 2020. I can't remember, but I know I made the change and I gave them a year. I said, you have a year to process that this mantle will look different. I had a little revolting, but they got over it. And that through therapy, we were all, and they all love the new mantle. So we, we definitely implement change. And so we love tradition, but we add in flexibility to whatever you need to do to have a merry, simple Christmas. You can do it. It's courageous to say, okay, we're going to have a merry, simple Christmas financially. And that means it may look different than the plans that you had in your head. And I will tell you what children feel. A calm parent a peaceful parent. And so what do you need to do to have a merry, simple Christmas? Because remember, you're a fountain. Your kids are drinking your Christmas overflow. And so, you know, you don't wanna be spewing sludge on Christmas day. You want to say, what choices do I need to make? What actions do I need to take to put boundaries around our Christmas based on our family values so that we can have a merry, simple Christmas? And I will, by golly, I will, I will, I will savor the small things. I will stop and savor the small things. I'm gonna challenge you. How many of you, when you put your tree up, you take steps back and you squint and you look at your tree? How many of you do that? Does anybody else do that? That's right. What are we looking for? We're looking for the holes. We're looking for the bare spots, aren't we? And so we are professionals at taking a step back, squinting and finding the holes. Well, what I want to challenge you to do is to step back from the celebrating. I want you to squint and savor the small things. I want you to squint to see the light, not the holes. I want you, when you catch yourself, go, I'm gonna squint and I'm gonna see the lights. I'm gonna see the good and I'm gonna savor it. At the end of every day, at the beginning of every day, during every day, I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna squint, and I'm going to see the small things, and I'm going to savor them. I'm gonna savor the good, and this is how I tell my family, oh, we will enjoy this. Yes, we will. We will enjoy it. We will have a merry, simple Christmas, and we will remember the point of Christmas. God knows us so well, and in the Old Testament, there are so many times when he tells his people, you need to celebrate every year. And why does he tell us that? He's, because he knows we will forget. He, know, he created us. He knows that we can get so busy with life. And so we, he has sent Jesus. And so we adopt that same kind of celebrating mentality that he commanded his Israelite people about other celebrations. We'll adopt that for Christmas. And we will say, we will stop every year in December. And if you're in my house, you will celebrate October, November, and December. We cannot squish the celebration of Jesus all into one month. And so we will stop and we will say, God chose to send Jesus. He chose to send Jesus to save us because we needed him. And he came at just the right time. And he was born in Bethlehem at just the right time. 
And he was the king of kings. He is the living king of kings, Lord of lords, and prince of what? Prince of what? He is the prince of peace. And we carry that throughout the holiday season. So we are gonna keep it simple spiritually. We're gonna keep it simple financially. We're gonna keep it simple relationally. We're gonna keep it simple physically. We can do this together. We can have a merry, simple Christmas. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the gift of Jesus. I thank you for your word that tells us exactly how it happened. I thank you for your word, God, in the Old Testament that tells exactly why you told your people to celebrate annually all of the feasts. You know, God, that we will forget. We will forget your goodness. We will get so busy with life, but we commit to press pause and to remember your goodness, to remember your grace, to remember the gift of Jesus. And that is what we want our children to remember. We commit to you that we will savor the good that we see, savor the blessings that you have put all around us. Help us, God, to squint and see and savor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fearless Mom Podcast. Through every conversation, every practical tool, and every moment we can point a mom to hope, We are so honored and grateful to share it with you. And if you're loving these conversations, let your friends know. Tell them about the Fearless Mom podcast. It's the best way for moms to find out about our show. Also, we'd love it if you'd share a review or maybe leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on Instagram at fearless underscore mom to stay up to date on all things Fearless Mom on all news and all events. We'll see you next time. And remember, Mom, you're not alone. We're all in this together.